Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 30, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Kennedy. What's up, Emmaus? No, Jaron. No, Jaron. All right, let's be clear, Kennedy. Uh, we haven't completely kicked Jaron off the podcast, correct? I don't think so. I don't think no, so we either. Haven't. I saw we him haven't. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so Jaron's away from the podcast for a couple of weeks because we have multiple guests lined up and only four microphones available but also because he's preparing for so much deserved time away. So, however, in his place, we have two amazing guests today, Emma Inglesby and Amy Hicks. Welcome, ladies. Woohoo! Good morning, good morning. Good morning, that was a nice welcome. <laughs> Emma, what do you have for us? Good morning, okay, that'll work too, so <laughs> that's great. So, um, Kennedy, for those in Emmaus who don't know these ladies, uh, could you make some introductions? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I could go on and on, like making introductions, saying really good things about them, but I'll keep it short. Oh, go as long as you want, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so Amy Hicks, um, she serves in our student ministry here. She's also the daughter of Emma, so we've got mom-daughter on the podcast here. Um, Emma is basically the whole reason how we got connected to Panama. I mean, she's our connection to our missionaries in Panama. Um, the first time I met Emma was actually staying at her house in Panama with a group of teenage girls. So she's probably regrets letting that many teenage <laughs> girls come to her house. What do you guess? Were yeah. you a freshman, sophomore? Like, I think remember? I was a sophomore, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that. something like that. Um, Amy just has served in the student ministry for years, has been on several Panama trips, has just been a huge encouragement to me personally. She was my Sunday school teacher <laughs> when I was in high school, but I, you know, Amy gets embarrassed when I say that. So now we're just good friends. So. <laughs> are, you, are you talking about her age when you're yeah. talking about her yeah. Sunday school yeah. teacher? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tough. So yeah. Amy, I think the first time we met was July 2015, so almost exactly eight years ago now. Um, wow. At the Olive Garden in Norman, yes. you were on the pastor search uh, committee at the time. Do you remember that meeting? Do you remember anything about that? Yes. Yeah. Um, like that was the process. Yeah. Pastor search, you know, and um, so getting to meet you guys and um, just looking forward to what God had in store with this potential candidate and all of that, you know, and so I'm just thankful that God brought you here. And I think about a few weeks ago, uh, Kenny Mossman, when he was on the, the podcast, we were talking about that initial meeting. So Amanda and I go back to that yeah. so often, how God worked that out for us to be here in Oklahoma. And you guys like, let's just yes. go to dinner. Let's yeah. just see if this, this works out. Yeah. So All yeah. those little details oh, working man. out. That was yeah. awesome. I love that so much. And Emma, apparently people meet you when they come to stay at your house. Because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I, I'm guessing, certainly I met you before, but the one thing that stands out is coming to stay at your house in 2019 when we were, when we were down there in, uh, in Panama. So, um, Emma, I would love for you just to tell a little bit about God's work in your life. Um, how did you come to faith in Christ? What's your story of God's work in your life? Just tell us a little bit about what the Lord's done for you. Well, that's interesting, um, but it's, I think that I, uh, I came to know the Lord when I was 15, and when I was, um, I'll go back a little ways to the fact that I didn't know anything about Christianity when I was growing up. Did you grow up in Panama or yes. in the States? Okay, yeah. in Panama, yeah. And, um... So I didn't know anything about Christianity, but the Lord put a young lady in my life uh, in high school, 
and uh, she was a Christian and she invited me to go to church with her and I started going to church with her and I was learning more and more about the Lord and so she yeah. appear is she your same age or older than uh, you or? she's the same age okay so you guys went to school together. You yeah, start, we went to school together, Start yeah. to go to church. Uh-huh. And yeah. took me to church, and I began to learn. Yeah. And uh, I remember the very first time that what we were learning, it was that Psalms. Oh, wow. We yeah. were studying Psalms on, on Sunday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is your story of trusting in Christ for salvation and baptism, does it happen soon after that, or is it further down the road? No, it, it happened then. Yeah, yeah. at that and time. We, uh, she was just a real encouragement to me. And we see we keep in touch after all these Do you? years. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So I hope our uh, teenage ladies that, that are listening pick up on that. Uh, just thinking about the impact of inviting a friend mm-hmm. to come to church and, yeah. and what that looks like. Well, and the three of you ladies and what you've done in ministering to teenage girls over the years and Emma I don't know that she would have ever told you but my wife Amanda I mean her story is very much like that as a teenager not growing up in a home where consistently they went to church or talked about faith and a friend invites her to come to the youth group and it changes her life for forever so yeah I love that so what does I know there's a, a million things you can share but after that experience what are some key Markers, cause some key things the Lord does in your life that just stand out. The way He's kind of guided your path. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Uh, it was through this friend that I also met my husband Jim, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like you know you grow. And we being in the military, Jim was in the Air Force for twenty years, so being in the military, we moved a lot. Yeah. So we committed to each other that wherever we were sent to, that the first thing we would do was to find a church. Oh, that's so good. So, yeah. so we did that. And we, we were active in all the churches that we, we were members of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I think about uh, Jim and Carolyn Harris and military service, and that's something I've heard Jim say before. Every, every place they went, that was just priority number one. We have to find a place to to get involved and serve. And even some testimonies we've heard here at Emmaus recently of military families and moving, how difficult that is, and yet how the Lord continues to yeah. to work in your life over the years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Um, yeah. Now, Amy, go ahead and why don't you jump in and tell your story, and then we're going to circle back and tell the Panama mission story. But what what's your story on okay. this? Well, with mom sitting here. So, like, <laughs> tell whatever version of the story you want with your mom here. So, Well, um, listening to her, m- mine is so different because I grew up in a Christian home, you know, yeah. and um, that um, we always went to church. Um, and so I remember um, at around 16, um, I, I thought I made a decision, like younger, and um, about 16, um, I'm gonna date me. So this was a <laughs> this was an old song back in the day. <laughs> was um, I wish we'd all been ready. Do you oh know that? yes. Oh. oh Kennedy, do you know this song? No. Nope. Oh Kennedy. Come but on. Amy's told me about it. Okay. Before. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So maybe Jaren can bring this one. May I actually scratch that part? <laughs> we'll edit that part out. So <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so. so 
It was popular yeah. in, in my teenage years yeah. and youth group. And man, that song just always just got to me. God just I know God just used that song to say, Amy, do you really know me? And so um, I just I settled it and uh, made a you know put my faith in Christ. Yeah. And um, so um, just like continually just seeing God just reminding me of the gospel, which I just have to just remind myself of His grace yeah. over and over, yeah. even at this many years later. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so you know, I, for me, it is um, just a continual growth and reminder of you know that decision that yeah. I made and just knowing that God's at work in my life. Yeah. I think about the fact you know how how a family can change in a generation. You know what what God does in in that thing. I think, you know, you and Amanda, your connections, and, and I think about even my kids and Austin and her story and how similar it is to uh, to yours in terms of yeah. a change. I I did a Beth Moore study long ago, and um, she made a comment in there that I just think is so true of us. Um, the, God, the difference between a godly generation and an ungodly generation is one person determined to change. Mm. And I was like, mm-hmm. thank goodness for my mom, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that grace yeah. that God didn't have us. I didn't experience that path, right? you know? so No, that's so good. I, again, come back to our, our teenagers. Like, whatever story you've grown up in, whatever family you've grown up in, that doesn't necessarily determine your future yeah. and yeah. you can be coming out of a really hard situation and God can change that in a generation and you have a chance to, yeah. to move in a, in a totally different way. So, yeah. uh, okay. So that's, that's really amazing to hear your stories and how it connects there. Um, okay. Let's back up Kennedy, take us down the, uh, Panama missions yeah. route because people at Emmaus know about this partnership. Yeah. A, a lot of, a lot of people would, but maybe don't know where it started or, or what it even looks like right now. Yeah. Exactly. So Emma, you mentioned that you grew up in Panama um, and then you came to the States for a while. So will you kind of explain how you got connected back into Panama and how you connected Emmaus with Panama? Yeah. Um, We uh, made a commitment also to my mother was she was here and lived with us for a while, but she wanted to go back to Panama. Mm -hmm. So she went back and so we go visit her like every every year or every two years would go visit visit her and um, so yeah this that was a neat experience to go back um, to Panama to live um, after so many years yeah being in the States and going back it was my mother's health okay was, yeah she was in the need of care yeah. just about that time so so um, you and Jim go back and move in yeah we we'll go back that. and it was a real unusual thing, but uh, I went ahead and bought a house and had to remodel and yeah. Is and this the they, same house that we would all come and right. stayed in? Okay, yeah. 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 So, um, but we just committed that that she was my responsibility. Yeah. I'm an only child, so she was okay. my responsibility yeah. totally. And so we made the decision that when we retired, we were going to Panama to take yeah. care of my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you, when you moved back, did you immediately get connected with the church that we know of as our partner church, or was that a process? How did that, was that a new church? No, it's, it's the original first, uh, it's a Baptist church, 
at Southern Baptist. And uh, so we attended there for, for a while. And I we had done mission work with them. Right. Not not yearly, but you know, we went there. Um Pastor Paul Box. Yeah, oh yeah. Enlisted a group that wanted to go to Panama in 1983, and it's going to be a nationwide evangelism week. And he asked us if we, anybody that was interested in going. So that's what I, the first time that I went to share the gospel. Was it 1983 to Panama? Mm -hmm, 1983. Oh, yeah, I love it. Jaron's mother was with us, mother and dad. <laughs> that's so us. great, yeah. Yeah. Good things were happening around 1983. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the Baptist Children's Home was started here next door. First Baptist was starting to talk about establishing Emmaus. Yeah. You guys are going back to Panama. I was born the year before. Not that, that was a good thing, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so so you you go to Panama in '83, and then what year do you move down to Panama? Uh, 2017. Okay, so there's a there's a no 2008 or nine. Eight, oh, sorry, oh, yeah, eight or nine. Eight yeah. or nine. Okay, exactly. but there's still a big, a big gap there when yeah. you when you move down there. So, yeah. now Pastor Ricardo was he pastoring? Yes, the he was pastoring at First Baptist in David. Yeah, this will we'll be going. But Pastor Ricardo left that church and started the church that we're going to now. Okay, I don't think I knew that part of the story. Yeah. And will you also explain just how we've even seen, like, I feel like their building alone is just an example of God's faithfulness. So when you first started attending, they were meeting in Pastor Ricardo's house, right? Yes. So what was that kind of progression up it, to where they're at now? Yeah. In like 2009, uh, that's when the church, uh, I asked Pastor Ricardo to take a sabbatical. And it was a time that he felt needed to... Um, start a church yeah. of his own. And so he began to talk to Jim about it. And, and uh, they went to look at properties and things like that and how we could pay for it. And so that was neat to see them start this church in their in their garage, when well, their carport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from there, it was just the, the beginning of the church that we go to now. It was just Pastor Ricardo and his family. <laughs> Um, and then Jim and I and my mother. Oh, my wow. mother was well enough then yeah. she was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. to think about where it is now, that's yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. It's amazing. I yeah. love that. Amy, what's your favorite part of taking groups down there? I mean, do you remember some of those early days of this church plan? And then what do you, what do you remember about taking some of the first groups? Um, so Jaron and Jim and Connie Chandler and Cheryl Jones and Bailey... Olson, mm -hmm. yeah, we um, we all went the first time, and um, just seeing what we, how we could partner, yeah. you know, with them, and then the next year was when I took a group of teenage girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and there was no looking back at this point yeah. either. This is the best decision I made or the worst mistake. So, yeah. And so, <laughs> so I mean, good. I think back at that, and I I've told Kennedy, oh my gosh. Like I took you guys to a country that I don't need to speak. I can't speak the language, but just how God stretched my faith and all that, <laughs> you know, so just to be willing to go. And then how God just took care of every detail, like so many things <laughs> that came together. <laughs> Emma, you could probably speak to this way more than I could. But one thing that always stands out to me about Pastor Ricardo and the church there is 
how intentional he is about investing in younger leaders and, mm-hmm. and younger people in the church. And I, I've been inspired and motivated by by what he does. But talk a little bit about how he began to do that and reach the teenagers and, and have them lead. Yeah. Uh, when he started the church in his carport, he went around the neighborhood and invited the kids. And so we started out with just young people coming. Yeah. Not very many adults, but we had a church to start with teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's what he did. During the week, he would go to the homes and invite invite them to church. Yeah. And we started so. growing and growing, and we were overgrowing the carport. <laughs> that's <laughs> a fun growing, way to grow a church growing. right there <laughs> with, with teenagers. So, so. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And they they didn't just attend. I mean, they were he was discipling them, and they were leading and. He really does invest in the young people. He's and he cares about them. And of course, he's got three children, and yeah, you know, yeah. so and they're made. So we've talked about Pastor Ricardo and his children, and we've left out the most important person here, probably with Rosa. So uh, what? When you guys think about Rosa, his wife, what, what stands out to you? Uh, She's so kind. She I mean, is kind. Just yeah. so welcoming. Like I feel like every team we've ever brought. Like, she automatically just takes them in, and she's like, she will make you feel like she's known you your oh, whole yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so eager to serve, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Eager to serve. Yeah. I mean, she works, but um, she'd rather just do ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. what's happening now on the ground in Panama with the church? I mean, what... What do you see? What do you see happening now? And if you tried to look a couple of years into the future, what do you see going on right now, Emma? Right. Well, right now is the building is um, is partly finished. It's not completed yet, but yeah. We make it's, good progress in the building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I say we as if I, I mean did one small part, but just everyone together and all the other churches mm-hmm. that come down there and and they're. Uh, are they still trying to start a couple of other smaller churches out in the? Yes, he's uh, he has got some of his he mentors some of his uh, young people. Right. And now they're serving other churches in the community. Yeah. yeah. Because either they're out of, with no pastor, or they just want him to to come and share with them. And so he's very involved in those ministries. There's about three different ministries. Um, that he's he does outside the church so it keeps him pretty busy yeah that guy <laughs> yeah. he is he is always doing something always reaching yeah. out to somebody so yeah. kennedy for people who have not gone on a trip like this just a broad overview of what you guys do when you go to panama what's the what's the game plan when you take a, yeah. a team down there i think first like with us having local partners on the ground and a church on the ground um we first want to be intentional about that we're going to serve alongside them and to serve them. Um, And so a lot of our trips kind of depend on like whatever their needs are at that moment. So for instance, like this year, there's a few just kind of minor construction needs that they'll have that we'll kind of work on. But Pastor Ricardo, Pastor Ricardo also really wants us to just go out into some of those surrounding communities um, that he has ministries in. So um, doing like Bible clubs with the kids, maybe um, being a part of prayer services. We'll do a lot more like evangelizing this year, going maybe door to door, making some ministry visits, um, some different things like that, too. Yeah. 
are we going back to the mountain villages? Or That's our that hope, and nice. which was actually a really cool story. We were talking to Pastor Ricardo, and you know Emma led a Bible study for the ladies right. there for years, um, and he told Emma that the church is growing so much that people are waiting outside the door um, oh, during wow. church, and so our hope is that we get to go visit them, and that Emma gets to see the ladies, and we get to meet the pastor there. So. Oh, praise God for that. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. Uh, Emma, just kind of wrapping up here, we'll go you first and then Amy, but just share with the church family, like, what the Lord's teaching you right now. Like, this is your chance to build up the church, encourage, just share about God's, and it does not have to be Panama-related at all, but just what's the Lord doing in your heart that that you would want to share with our church? I think that it's just growing, making sure that, we are growing as individuals, and um, but um, I just uh, I think I just like to know that um, the Lord is at work in yeah. places like Panama. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And uh, so it's it's exciting to see the the growth that we've seen. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's taking time. It's you know it builds up over time, but then you see things like this and just the faithfulness that leads to this. So I'm thankful for that in your life. And so you you still minister to so many so many people all the time. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I miss. I think one of the things I miss is about meeting, having Bible study with the indigenous mm-hmm. in the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so miss good. that. If anybody wants to uh, meet Emma, if you don't know her, just come by the coffee bar on Sunday yeah. morning. She's oftentimes in there, so she'll uh, she'll talk to you. And even better, if you want to talk to her in Spanish, she'd be glad to do that as well if yeah. you want to practice your Spanish. So, yeah. Thank goodness for Emma's Spanish. I don't know where I would be Kennedy, without one of these, Emma. One of these days, you and Emma just need to have a Spanish-language podcast. Yeah. Yes, you guys can do this. Kennedy, Kennedy's going to make it. She's going to yeah, get to Yeah, maybe this one day. So, yeah, we got this. Amy, what's, uh, what's the Lord teaching you? What do you want to share with the church? Um... You know, right now, a verse that just continually has been reminded is, um, I must decrease and he must increase. Mm, yeah. And uh, so I think God's just doing a work on my heart on that. Um, and just, I told Jaron, don't sing. He has won the battle. And he did it at Falls Creek and he did it Sunday. And uh, But yeah, the battle is my own mind mm. and uh, emotions. And so... You know, just that God's just teaching me and stretching me through that. Um, so, yeah. reminding me. No, I love that. Well, I'm so thankful for, for you ladies, the encouragement you are to my family, um, to to our church family. And we think about these partnerships that are established over over the years. And, and this is a really, really fun one. And mm-hmm. when this, let's see, when this podcast, oh, yeah, when this podcast comes out, you guys will be getting on the plane. Say, we'll uh, be on the yeah, plane. <laughs> and, and my wife and daughter will be a part of that trip. And so I'm so excited about about them going yeah. down and, and participating in this. So it just keeps being passed on generation after generation. So uh, are you guys both going on this trip? Yes. Okay. So a mom and daughter. I'm sending a mom and daughter on this trip. Yeah. So uh, that's a lot it is, of fun. It is kind of cool. Like uh, only a few of us. I mean, there's a majority mm-hmm. that are new, 
new people coming. Yeah. I've never been. And a lot that have never been on a mission trip at all, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. So. That's so good. Well, Kennedy, will you uh, you pray for us, pray for the trip, pray for these ladies. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. We'll wrap up. And before we oh, pray, yeah. I just wanted to let um, people know that are listening as we've been talking about this church plant and Pastor Ricardo, um, just to also lift up Pastor Ricardo right now because his mom passed away this week. Um, and so I know that Jim and Emma talk a lot with him and, um, I reached out to him yesterday and he's doing good, but just continue to pray for him and his family as they're navigating that loss. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Lord, we thank you so much just for, um, how you allow us to be a part of your work that's going on in Panama, Lord. Lord, we look back at um, just the story of Emma's coming to Christ, Lord, how you just um, continue to seek us out and how there's not accidents, Lord, that you are seeking out opportunities um, to bring us to you, Lord, that you're intentionally placing people around us to bring us to you. You're intentionally placing people around us, even as believers, that we can share the gospel with, that we can befriend, that we can um, build relationships with ultimately to bring people to you, God. God, I pray for um, all of our partners in Panama, Lord, that we could list so many names, and I'm just thankful for how you continue to grow um, the church in Panama, but also continue to grow the leaders in the church in Panama, Lord. Lord, I pray for our team as we um, get on a plane that we would, one, have safe travels, but two, would approach our trip with open hands, just uh, seeking where you're leading us, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you, Emmaus. We'll see you soon.